Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com, and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365, for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness, and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. back with comedian Joe Matrice and Matarice. Joe Matarice. I've been practicing that like all week and I still get it wrong. Um, and he cracked us up the other night on America's Got Talent and his comedy on parenting was dead on. It was perfect and I was cracking up the, the whole time. So thanks Joe for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I represent, what was your catchphrase? Uh, the I, oh, of, of, like, uh, <laughs> oh, of the uh, mainstream people, yes. But those are yes. my people. <laughs> In fact, that's what I, I that, also that's do. I also do really good with uh, children living in parents' basements, adult children living in parents' basements. Oh, thank God, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how has your life changed at all since since being on America's Got Talent the other night? You were already pretty popular as it was. Yeah, I get. I I looked. You know, I made the mistake of reading with people right underneath your YouTube clips. You know, and Uh and there were there were people saying like, "Why does America's Got Talent try to make it like these guys are unknown?" Uh, this guy's been on Letterman a couple of times. He's had a special on Comedy Central. He's been on a million things. Like, why do they do that? And it's like, well, I guess. And then, it, oh, I actually said, this isn't fair that people like that have, have careers are allowed to go on America's Got Talent. So I, what would you rather have, really bad talent? I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think it's just the way things are kind of evolving. There's a huge change in radio. There's a big change in TV. There's there's a, a different way that um, talent is being discovered and found, and you have to get your name out there, and, and you have to be able to kind of, you know, adapt to what's going on in the surroundings. I don't think America's Got Talent ever built themselves at all as as being discovering talent. Other shows have done that, but America's the Got Talent has never has never been like that. I don't think. No, yeah, I mean that's that's that, that's true, you know. And like you said, the game has changed. I mean, guys have to do whatever they can, and, and it's crazy that going on Letterman, I mean, does not come close to the amount of people that have hit me up from just one appearance so far in America's Got Talent. I mean, the Facebook and the Twitter and the text and the emails from people I haven't seen in 20 years, I mean, it, they're still coming. And it was it was a week ago. It's, it's unbelievable. It feels like, I call it Johnny Carson in the 70s. Like, it, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think you're right about that. And it has such a wide demographic, too, that you're certainly reaching a lot more people on America's Got Talent who's getting to see you that maybe wouldn't be up for the late-night shows like Letterman and, and uh, you know, a lot of the comedians who've kind of been banished to late-night TV to try to make a name for themselves. 
Yeah, that that's also what's happened. I'm finally reaching like my fans. It's, it has come to the point where when I do a comedy show where, you know, right out, I live right outside of New York City. I'm 20 minutes outside and I work in New York City all the time. And the audiences are either 22 years old or they're from Belgium. You know, they're, they're not American. So it's like I want to have people in their late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s that have raised kids, and they not, they're not necessarily in New York City, but they are watching America's Got Talent. I mean, all the people that are writing me are saying that the joke I did about once you have kids, the, easy, the greatest part about it is it's easy to have a good time. All you have to do is not, not be with your kids. And the, the joke about going on, you know, as soon as you walk out your front door, you're like, am I in the Bahamas? I mean, so many people retweeted me saying, oh, my God, I have kids. I related to you saying leaving your kids is like being in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that, that's when you know you're starting to get to another level as a comedian, when the people in your audience are similar to you. So I, I'm looking for people with parents and kids that just come to all my shows. I would love that. Well, you're right on with that because I mean, when you're a parent, you have very limited time. So you have to really choose when you can get out of the house. You, you want the most bang for your buck when you do get out. And so you, with you, your comedy was just so right on that you know that it's going to be a good show. So for parents, and, and we all know how that is, to find a babysitter, to get the night out, to find clean clothes, to, to do all those things and, and, and actually be able to get out of the house for a while, you don't want to take a risk with your time because it's so valuable. So yeah, that's yeah. where I, I think you, you, you were kind of a breath of fresh air because you were only on for a minute and a half or something like that. It was hysterical, and so you left us wanting more, and we knew that if we went to see you, obviously it was just going to be a, a fun night where, wherever you're performing. Yeah, as long as as long as you raised kids. <laughs> if you didn't, I mean, I, I mean, sure, that was ninety seconds. If you watch me do an hour, I'm not talking about my kids for an hour. I mean, I talk about a lot of other things, but uh, it, it was interesting also doing America's Got Talent. Is I did some other material that they kind of cut around, and then you realize that they want you to be a certain thing. So I realized watching that, okay. They want me to represent the, uh, the you know, the dad. Whereas mm-hmm. I talked, I talked about being on antidepressants, and they just cut that out. They didn't show any of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and see that that relates that relates to being a dad. I mean, I say when I had one kid, I only needed to drink a few beers. Two kids, I'm in a psychiatrist's office asking for medication. You know, and they just, they didn't want that. They want All-American Dad. Well, the thing is, we know funny, though, and and yeah. just that little 90 seconds, we know that you and your show is just going to be funny, whether you're talking about kids for a little while, you're talking about marriage, you're talking about life or, or whatever. I mean, you, you just kind of had it, and I, I know whatever you do is just going to be funny because it's, because we recognize your way of thinking, and your way of thinking, I think, taps into you're able to put into comedy and to vocalize what a lot of us are just feeling in everyday life. Well, 
Thanks for saying that because I've performed in almost every state in our country, but I've never performed in Seattle, and I always hear great things, and I would love for somebody who uh, can hook me up with some uh, Seattle gig. I would love that. Well, we would love to have you in Seattle, and we'll have to see what we can do about that. A lot of people who have venues listen to this show, so um, we would really like to have Joe Matter-Reese in Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we well, like to I, laugh in I, Seattle, too. The closest I got was Portland, Oregon, and I didn't like it there. So hopefully I would like Seattle better. <laughs> I liked, You know what? I liked, lo- I liked looking at Portland, Oregon. It was beautiful, and the people were amazingly nice. But for comedy, if you put a little edge on your humor, they didn't go for it. I have a feeling Seattle's a little better. Yeah, well, especially right now is a really great time to come to Seattle because uh, legalized marijuana actually just goes on sale tomorrow. And so <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of parents <laughs> who are going to find a lot of humor and a lot of things, actually. Uh, that would be great. Everyone in the audience smoking pot, that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's next? When will you be on America's Got Talent again? See, I don't know because uh, I mean it's weird with these shows because everything is done in a different timeline. I mean, of course, that wasn't live. What you saw, I mean, that was taped. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been taped in October. That's how. I mean, it, it might have been the fall or the winter. I can't remember. But um, it was a while ago. It's fun because I watched it when I watched it on TV. I was like, "Oh my God, my kids are so much older than that now. They look so young on that on that clip." Um, so I taped another round already that hasn't aired. It's called the boot camp round, where we perform uh, in New York City, um, and we perform without an audience, which was not fun. Right, especially for comedians. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was terrible for me. You know, it just felt it felt like you're just getting nothing. And it it threw me. I mean, you'll see when it airs. It threw me because I was expecting to get a lot of love because the last performance went so, so well that I was like, oh, they're going to remember me and be great. But they were, I think they were playing cards with me and a bit of a hard audience feel. And I don't know. It, it was It was not as fun as, 2,500 people giving you a standing ovation. Oh, my gosh. Well, that doesn't even seem right. But I am glad that that it it seems like America's Got Talent is accepting more comedians. That that seems to be this kind of new revolution with them just in the last couple of seasons. I am glad to see more comedians being represented. Well, Tom Cotter, who came in, I think, second or third place a few years ago, is a good friend of mine. So when I saw him do well, I was like, okay, I got to, I got to do this. Like my manager had called me um, in the fall, you know, and saying, you want to do America's Got Talent, and I didn't even have to think about it, you know. Twenty-five years in the business, like I said, I've done, I've done everything, and I've had a lot of close calls to fame, but it's never really gone through. And now that I have a wife and kids, you know, the the main objective is just, okay, how can I make the most money without going away all the time? And you go on a show like America's Got Talent and you have a chance to be, you know, a lot of people's 
guy that they want to go see live. So that that was the objective. How do I fill up the club and make more money so I don't have to do them every week? Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you mentioned Tom because um, wasn't he on Last Comic Standing a, a few no, years ago? He, or his he, wife? Was on America, he, he was on America's Got Talent. Yeah, well, I, I saw him on there, but I thought I'd seen maybe him or his wife do Last Comic Standing or something like that. Oh, it seemed like I'd seen him before on something, and I thought, oh, I'm so glad that he's back because he also was really, really funny. And, and again, I, I was happy to see him do as well as he did. I would really like to see a comedian win the whole thing. Yeah, that, that would be great. Uh, I had to make a choice this year because I was accepted by Last Comic Standing. And I had to decide, okay, well, which one do I want to do? And then one of them was before the other one. America's Got Talent was first. So I was like, well, let me go do a show, see how it goes. If I lose, then I can still go do Last Comic Standing. And then I got that, you know, standing ovation from the crowd and the judges. And then Last Comic Standing said, are you still coming out to Los Angeles to do our show? No. <laughs> uh, I'm going for a and, and if you check YouTube clips, you'll see how it seems like America's Got Talent just killing Last Comic Standing. I mean, I'm almost up to 200,000 people watching mm-hmm. my clip, and it's, it's only been a week. And if you watch Last Comic Standing, they got like 5,000 hits, just nowhere close. Exactly. No, that's you're right on with that. In fact, when I watched her, you, I watched it on TV – um, it was like at 2,000, and then I went back today and looked, and it was like 200,000, and that was just in a five days' time. It was crazy. Yeah. That's what I, I but, tweeted it out today, saying I want to get to 500,000 by the end of this week. Let's see if we can do it. I'm trying to get more people to watch the clip. Yeah. No, it's it's so funny, and I'm I'm, I'm sure that, I mean, just in five days, it's it's you know, gone a hundred times from what I had seen um, just uh, five days ago. One of the things that you had said on that clip, though, is your kids hadn't seen you perform live, and they did get to see you perform live that night. So what was their reaction to that? Uh, they they liked it. You know, I I said it on stage, and it was true that I had to have a little talk with my son to let him know that, I'm going to be making fun of him on stage. And I wanted him to know that so he didn't think I was, you know, ripping on him in a mean in a mean way. So when I told him that, he he actually said, you can say whatever you want about me on stage. He goes, I don't mind, which is the opposite of what my wife says. <laughs> my wife has rules. <laughs> you can't, you, she'll know, too. She'll know that just something just happened in our real life that would be a funny joke, but it's too private. And she'll just look right at me like, don't put that in your act. And and I have a pod I, I have a podcast too where I get really on it. It's called Fixing Joe, where I talk about whatever my problems are that week, and I let my uh, celebrity interview guests try to give me advice. So those are where she gets really picky at what I talk what I talk about on there. Yeah, I definitely wanted to tell people they can find your podcast Fixing Joe. It's really funny, and they can find more about you at JoeMatterReese.com. We have that um, up on our website as well, and it's really, really funny stuff. Had Had you been on Howard Stern's show before? I have, and I, was, a lot of people say, "Is, is he going to Is he going to mention it?" I swear to God, I think he forgets. I don't think he recognized me. 
I I tour with Artie Lang, who's his old sidekick. I open for Artie quite frequently. So uh, I was on Howard once, but we talked about Artie the whole time. That's what the whole interview was about. This is when Artie was struggling with drugs and, you know, and, and he, he had some social issues and they really wanted to make fun of Artie. So that's all we talked about. And then I met him another time at a birthday party for Artie in New York City. You know, just really quick, I met him and his wife. His wife knows me better than he does. I know Howard Stern's wife a little bit. I, I did a pilot for VH1 with her like, a long time ago. Well, it's a, it's a small world. And I, I was thinking that when you were performing, I'm thinking, I'm wondering, is Howard connecting the dots that, you know, that, that he knows Joe or Joe's been on his show? Or, but, yeah, it, it didn't, he, he didn't give away at all that, that, that he had a clue. No. That, I, you know, a lot of people are in and off, I guess, of his show. That makes me think he has no idea. <laughs> he doesn't <Yeah>. remember. <laughs> oh, he's old. And that's what happens. He's, a, he's an old parent, and that's actually what happens to old parents. So if anyone wants to see what our future holds, we could just look at Howard know what life has in store for us down the road. <laughs> <laughs> we just forget everything. <laughs> exactly. Then it doesn't matter anyway. Well, Joe, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on, and I, I really want people to follow up um, and support you on America's Got Talent. They can find that clip on YouTube. They can find your podcast, Fixing Joe, and, of course, they can go to joematterese.com and find all the connection to you. And I wish you nothing but luck, and we're going to try to get you out here in Seattle because we really want to laugh. We we need a good laugh just like the rest of the country. So I, I hear Seattle's amazing. I know uh, Bill Burr is a friend of mine, too, and my friend Paul travels and opens for Bill a lot, and one of their favorite cities is, is Seattle, and I know they loved your uh, your football stadium and all that stuff. And We're big sports fans, so I, I'd love to come out there. Well, we won the Super Bowl this year, so it kind of put us on the map and made us legitimate. Yeah, I was rooting. Good, good. Well, <laughs> we welcomed everybody. We, I, I'm originally from San Diego, so I know what it was like to struggle with a team. And then when, when we moved to Seattle, I'm like, oh, no, I have another struggling team um, <laughs> because the Chargers just never really did anything. I thought it must be me. But uh, then, then the, the, the curse was broken and the Seahawks – won the Super Bowl, so it, it, it was really a, a great thing for for the city, and, and for yeah. sports in general, I think. Definitely, definitely. Uh, my wife well, and I lived in San Diego a long time ago. It's a great city. It's a, you yeah. know, it's, a, it's expensive, but it's a great city. Yeah, it's kind of boring for comedy. I mean, comedy needs something uh, dark like Seattle, rain, New York City where it's, you know, it's dirty, it's a good comedy city. San Diego, Mm -hmm. no, it's too nice, too nice. Thank you. Well, we have a lot of material for you. We've got, we've got to get you to come up this way, so, um, and, and if you do, we'll promote the heck out of it. We will get every person that we know to come out and so that we can get you back again and again. Thank you. All right. Well, Joe, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Best of luck. Hope to see you in Seattle soon. And I want to make sure people go to joematterese.com. You can also see Fixing Joe on the podcast. And uh, we will be right back in just a minute. We're going to play the Seattle song, oddly enough, from a band in Seattle called Science. And this is the 
Seattle song, and we'll I'll be right back. to thank our listeners, our guests, and of course our sponsor, Audible.com. We've included an easy one-click link to Audible.com where you can just go and browse and check out and see if catching up on your reading is right for you through an audiobook. The first book is free. doesn't cost anything to check it out. So check it out. Get back with us. Let us know what you think. And be sure to also check out NorthwestPrime.com for this interview and other great interviews that we've had with numerous celebrities and other entertainers in the past. Thanks and have a great day.